Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. This month we'll be focusing on kindness in an exciting Kindness Matters series. After all, kindness is strength, kindness is compassion, kindness is essential to long and lasting connections to our family, friends, co-workers, and all of our human relations. As a special thank you to our listeners, please visit christinecarlson.com forward slash kindness for a free download of an invigorating guided meditation by Christine, an exclusive sneak peek of Christine's meditation series releasing soon. Hi, and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Let's go ahead and take our golden pause. So wherever you are, just sit comfortably. And of course, if you're driving, just pay attention to the road and use this merely as a breathing exercise to get centered and present. All right, so sit comfortably um, with your legs uncrossed and your hands unfolded and your palms open and your spine upright, meaning your shoulders are a little bit back and a bit of a majestic pose and your head is alert, but you're relaxed and then begin to breathe with me. So as you breathe in, breathe in through your nose and allow your chest and your belly to expand, fully taking in your breath. And as you exhale, just let go and even let out a sigh, sigh of relaxation, sigh of relief, allowing your body to relax. This time as you breathe in, breathe in golden sunlight, pure golden, white golden sunlight all the way to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers, to your toes, filling your belly and your chest. And then as you exhale, exhale deeply, letting go more deeply, relaxing more deeply. This time as you breathe in, Breathe in love, expanding your chest, expanding your belly, expanding your core, and filling your body with love, pure love. And as you exhale, let go of fear. Relax. Let go of any anxiety and fear and dropping deeper in. This time as you breathe in, Breathe in golden sunlight and place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart. Just spend a moment in gratitude, thinking of a person, a place, something somebody recently said to you, anything that you just feel incredibly grateful for. And just sit for a moment and breathe in that gratitude. And if it feels right for you, let a smile come across your face. And just continue to breathe in that gratitude, filling your whole heart, your whole body with pure gratitude. And as you inhale one last time, filling your heart and your mind and your body with pure golden sunlight, go ahead and exhale and open your eyes. 
Well, we are going to be launching into um, our Kindness Matters series. And interestingly, February, um, from February 12th through the 18th, was um, the week designated to the Random Acts of Kindness. And so I am so excited because I have one of my favorite people and one of my dear friends coming on our episode this morning, or today, I don't know when you're listening to this, but Dr. Marcy Cole is a holistic psychotherapist, author, speaker, community mobilizer, and humanitarian visionary. She received her BS in communication studies, majoring in radio, television, and film from Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois. She earned a master's degree in clinical social work at Loyola University in Chicago and a doctorate in philosophy from the Institute of of Clinical Social Work in Chicago. Dr. Colas worked in both inpatient and outpatient settings with adolescents, adults, couples, and families. For the past 15 years, she's developed an extensive private practice, working with insight-oriented adults and couples interested in improving the quality of their lives. Her orientation is integrative, merging traditional and holistic modalities of treatment. Dr. Cole views the treatment process as one which embodies the creation of a safe space for personal reflection, reevaluation, healing, transformation, and manifestation. The goal is to assist each individual to come to know and value themselves, releasing that which does not serve them, and focusing on that which promotes a healthy, sense of mind, body, spirit, vitality, and well-being. The services Dr. Cole provides include adult and couples psychotherapy, corporate consultation, writing workshops, and special engagements. She, she offices at the Wheel of Well-Being in Westwood. As an author, Dr. Cole's published doctoral dissertation is a qualitative study on the experiences of never-married women from the ages of 29 to 39 who desire marriage and children. She is the best-selling co-author of Living Proof, Celebrating the Gifts that Come Unwrapped in Sandpaper, and Get Your Woman On, Embracing Beauty, Grace, and the Power of Women. Dr. Cole is also a blog author for the Huffington Post. She's been featured um, as an expert on many television shows, as Dr. Drew's Life Changers on CW Network, Millionaire Matchmaker on Bravo, Braxton Family Values on WE Network, and Issues with Jane Velez Mitchell on HLN. In 2004, Marcy founded and facilitated live online programming for First Tuesday LA, a women's group dedicated to creating a sense of community through social connectivity, professional networking, and social service. In the fall of 2011, Marcy launched an online platform for women without children, whether by choice or circumstance, called Childless Mothers Connect, in honor of the mother in every woman. She is also the founder and executive director for a nonprofit organization called CMama.org, Childless Mothers Adopt, promoting the connection between individuals and couples without children and children in need. And I just want to say that Marcy is she she is one of the most dynamic, one of the most well-spoken, truly, I would say the best psychotherapist person I have ever met. And I'm so lucky that I get to call her my friend. Welcome, Marcy. Oh, thank you so much, honey. It's wonderful to be with you. And likewise, on all of the above with you, because you are just the just what you're sharing with everyone and what you've created is such a gift to humanity. And so I'm thrilled to be a part of it. Thank you. Well, and this is such a wonderful series, this whole topic of kindness. I specifically asked you on because 
I'm trying to hit all the different categories in which kindness matters in our lives. And I want to speak to how kindness matters when applied to being kind to ourselves with you today. So welcome and so excited to be having this conversation with one of the kindest women I've ever met. You are truly, truly kind in your heart and your soul. I, I don't think I've ever seen you be unkind in any capacity, Marcy. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we'll talk about it today because we're all in human form. And so, you know, we're not necessarily walking our highest talk 24 seven. And, um, but part of being kind to ourselves is to realize that and to be able to work with that and to, and to forgive ourselves when we stray and know how to bring ourselves back. So I'm so glad that you're doing this, um, this topic because, uh, you know, when we think about, uh, when I work with women around what they're looking for in a partner or a man, for that matter, what they're look, looking for in a partner, um, you know, sometimes people think saying kind is trite, but kind kindness is so huge in terms of, you know, when you think about when you're spending time with someone, kindness is the foundation of everything, really. And yeah. so um, and it's not always, you know, recognized and sometimes we take it for granted. But, you know. Uh, uh, Chris, you know, I'm thinking about our talks this morning. I, I just, you know, I think it's important to understand that, you know, we, from my perspective, we're all, when we come into this world, we're all, the human brain is what, the human heart is wired for love. But the human brain oftentimes is wired for sort of ego interference, right? Mm -hmm. With and That creates self-judgment and comparison and competition and judgment of ourselves and others. And so... And so, you know, it, 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 we cannot talk about this enough that it starts within, you know, we talk about love, we can love other people, but we don't have a really, we don't have a really pure channel of that love to flow until we really, really learn how to connect with ourselves in a loving fashion. And so, um, I heard, um, Gloria Steinem once talk about, I don't know if this originated from her, but she talked about it as opposed to the do and do unto your and do unto others as you would do unto yourself. Right. Yeah. It, for the purposes of our talk today, today, it's really about, you know, can we do unto ourselves as we would do unto others? And so it really starts there. It starts with ourselves. Yeah. And it really does start with self nurturing that it is almost impossible to be a truly kind person unless you can start with some self compassion and, yeah, so let's begin there. Let's let's talk about first of all. Let's talk about the ways in which um, we aren't kind to ourselves, so that we you know have a reference point, and then we can talk about some of the tools, some of the emotional tools that um, you can give to our listeners about how to turn that around. Yes. So, what's course. the number one way in with your clients that you find that they aren't kind to themselves? Oh, you know, I think that it's, it's about, oh, there's, there's so much, there's so much that goes into this, but, but to narrow it down, it's, it's really about self-judgment. It's about yeah. very harsh ways of our expectations of ourselves are so high and God forbid, we're not, you know, you know, dotting the I and crossing the T and the, 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 when we talk about the monkey brain, the amount of negative talk back at oneself is pro is is profound and so um it's that it's it's really about that sort of almost the critical parent and within you know the critical voice mm -hmm. within, and um that gets internalized it doesn't have to necessarily come from the parent 
but gets it gets internalized very young. And then um, if it's not nurtured and it's not integrated into a bigger whole where we take all these parts of ourselves that and integrate it into a whole, it gets split off. So one might have a moment of feeling proud of themselves, but it's it's temporary, it's fleeting when they can't when we can't sort of love all of us, no matter where we are um, on the spectrum. And um, so I think self-judgment is the biggest is the biggest thing. And of course, from that place, you know, people then go on the rabbit hole and then they the addiction and, you know, um, and then they don't end up taking care of themselves because they're beating themselves up. Yeah. You know? And eventually that turns into self-hatred oftentimes. That's exactly right. Because then that's exactly right. Because then it's a vicious circle. Um, if, if you start with judgment and then you're not, not at your best and then you're, you really go off the wagon, then you become even more self-loathing. And so that's exactly right. It's painful to experience and it's frankly painful to watch and witness and hear when you see somebody doing that to themselves. Yeah, and I mean, we all have moments of that. We do. Like, I, I mean, I still, I, I have very rare moments. They come rarer and rarer, but I still have moments of that. And I just want all of our listeners to know that you can't be perfect. You're not a perfect person. Nobody's perfect. Um, it, it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, one of the dangers that I find today even just watching our younger generation is how attached they are to their social media and how much social media permeates their world and, and even adults. And then, and then, you know, we have to remember like when somebody's posting on social media, they're only posting what they want you to see, but then you get this, this idealized impression of people in their relationships, people in their lives. And that's exactly what it is. It's almost like having an airbrushed photograph. It's, it's, worse than anything because it's not really real it's just what people want you to see and um i think that's one of the huge dangers that we have going on for us in this whole self-judgment category and where it goes off into comparison you know that we compare ourselves we compare our lives we compare our thighs our waist size everything to what we see around us and yeah. so how do we begin, you know, where do we begin with being kind to ourselves? Like what's the very first tool that you have to offer Mar Marcy that way? So, you know, yeah, I, when I, when I do my work, I call myself a holistic psychotherapist because I, I look at the four dimensions of our being, our physical health, mental health, emotional health, and spiritual health. So this one would lie, I think, in the mental health category. The first one I'll share with you, which is really thinking about and putting, put, putting some mindful attention on and reviewing the actual ingredients that are similar to if you're building a significant and beautiful relationship with somebody, whether it be a romantic one or a, a very dear friendship. And if we break it down, you know, think of what it, you know, it's literally when you're walking down the street, you know, you're saying you're, you're greeting people. You're saying, good morning. Nice to meet you. You know, pardon me. You know, we don't even think to greet ourselves in the morning. We don't mm. even say good morning good morning sweetheart <laughs> good morning i love you i love you i'm so glad you're here well welcome to a new day you know it's like think about the way you greet other people think about when when we're building you know relationships we're interested right we're interested in the other person we listen we listen we are curious you know um, 
we, we show loving kindness and consideration if it's a relationship we want to nourish and nur nurture and evolve. Again, a friendship, a collegial relationship where we show appreciation, you know, a romantic relationship, family. Um, we, we, we show compassion and empathy when this person we care about is hurting. It doesn't even have to be someone in our personal life. We can, we can be watching a television show and crying at a character that's, you know, a, fi a fictional character that, that moves us. Well, we can, we can almost imagine ourselves in, the, in their shoes, feel compassion and empathy. We, when we care about someone, we accept them for all of them. No, as you said, Chris, you know, nobody's perfect. I tell my clients all the time, I'm on the same trajectory as you. I'm not walking my talk every second. Mm -mm. I'm not on a linear, we're not on a linear path. We're human beings in human form. And, um, we're doing the best we can with what we've got and all we can do is stay open and, and continue to evolve and learn and grow. Well, and uh, catch yourself, right? I mean, it's all about it's all about catching yourself in the act. You know, it's it's this is how we change our minds and change our lives. It's it doesn't happen overnight, you know. For any of us, it's a lifetime process. It's it's about catching yourself, you know, and and being able to say, "Wow, I'm being really hard on myself right now." How can I soften? How can I pull back from this line of thinking and how this is making me feel and how I'm acting out and pull back from this and make a shift and a change? That's, that's exactly right. And actually what you're sharing is really connected to the next thing I would share with you, with you today about how to really nurture a, a, a loving, kind relationship with ourselves. And that speaks to what you just shared, which is you know, when we do stray into that self-judgment and criticism and limiting beliefs about who we are and what we are and what we're capable of and what we are deserving of and all of that, one of the things that we can actually, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a mental process, really. It's really about staying conscious and, as you said, bringing ourselves back, is we can ask ourselves really, really quickly. We can pause and say, you know, um, what would I be saying to a child that I love? Mm. What would I be saying to my best friend? What would I be saying to somebody, you know, who's reaching out? What would I be saying to them? How would I be treating them? How would I encourage them to treat themselves and the perception that they have going on? What, what would I be, how would I be viewing and treating them? And then, of course, if we're talking from the female perspective, that's the wise woman. That's our higher self. That's the most unconditionally sort of loving mother within us. That's the voice. That's our heart. And so this is our compass. This is how we bring ourselves back to home, to what's true and real and loving. And so, you know, that's a really quick way to kind of have a wake-up call and go, hold on. <laughs> oh, my God, I would never do this or say this or think this, you know, about someone I care about. And it can bring us back. Do you, do you find that like in times of change and transition that, you know, this is like imperative, you know, that this is the way that you can, you know, really um, kind of get out of like this place of limbo land and move forward if, if you practice this? Because that's, that's what's occurring to me is that, you know, sometimes like in, um, we go into these times of where we feel like we're a failure or we feel like we failed in some area or we're surviving our lives, you know, where we're just getting through each day and we don't even know like that part of that is, is 
self-judgment that we're feeling even worse because we feel like, wow, why am I, why have I gotten here? Like, how did I get here and why am I here? And then we're hottering ourselves from being there. Do you feel like that that's true? That, that, you know, if you can step back and, and start to see and talk to yourself like you would a friend or a child and really honor that relationship you have with yourself, that that really helps you move forward? Of course, of course. I mean, you know, I had someone say to me recently, you know, that they want to be a spiritual, you know, coach and, but they've done things that they're not proud of in their life and they've made mistakes. And, um, and exactly it's, it's when, when you get in your own way, you say, gosh, you know, who has not quote unquote failed at some, something who has not dropped the ball, who has not done or said some something we wish we hadn't done or said. And if you're, if you're, again, if your higher self is coming in, you're holding space for somebody else going through that, you wouldn't say, well, just call, you know, throw in the chips. It's over. Of course not. You say, well, you know, I always, I always talk, I always try with my, you know, when, when things happen and, and I allow myself to, oh, you know, that bummer feeling for a moment and the thought and the, even the words. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, you know, let's accept it. It is what it is. What's the takeaway? What's the takeaway? So when I'm working with people, there's a huge emphasis on takeaway. So, okay, so you dropped the ball here at work. Okay, okay, so so you weren't as kind to yourself or that person or that circumstance. What can you, where is the lesson and what can you take with you that actually then strengthens us? And of course, allows us to exercise those things we would give to others, which is about acceptance and forgiveness. And, and gratitude and appreciation for everything we're learning along the way. Yeah, that's great. I recently, um, you know, I, I have like such a, sometimes such a challenge just to keep up on all the details of, of everything. And recently had a, an insurance snafu where like I didn't, I didn't read a pretty important letter and something that was really important slipped through the cracks and I realized like, oh my God, I've, I've been like completely without insurance on, on, on this area of my life where I can't possibly, that, that would just be like, it, it just was horrible. And I thought, first I was very hard on myself. I was like, oh my God, you're, you know, I, I, I was like, you're, you gotta pay attention, you know, what's wrong with you? You have to pay attention to this stuff. And, and then I just started to realize, oh, well, you know, I have so much to deal with, you know, I have so much to look at. So now is the time just not to, you know, beat myself up, but just take care of what I need to take care of, you know, get it done as fast as possible. Um, you know, take a look at how my system could improve. How can I improve my communication with, you know, the people I need to be communicating with and order yeah. that this doesn't happen again, you know, and Right. And, but it's, right. it's easy. I, I caught myself, you know, I, I saw myself really getting bummed out and getting bummed out at myself for having let this slipped, you know, and yes. Yeah. I mean, listen, and we do that. We do that to ourselves. We do. But it, it, the question is that the really what we're talking about today is having a quicker re recovery back yes. to loving kindness to oneself. And you're a mom, you're an amazing mom and, and grandmother, mother, Chris, and you, you always walk with such love in your heart and, 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 and it's bringing ourselves back in there. There's that beautiful children's book written classic years ago. I forgot the author's name, the blessing of a skin knee. Mm. Right. So, you know, when, if, if your child, you know, steals something, you know, the critical parent says, I can't believe you did that. 
your, you know, bad boy, good boy, the things that used to be, you you know, you thrown around, you know, your bad, good boy, good girl, as though the opposite is always there threatening us and looming around us, as opposed to the fact that you're always good. That doesn't mean that sometimes your decision or behavior or, you know, might be off and might not be okay. And we might have to, you know, but yeah, the way we treat ourselves in the face of, of, I always think to myself, we have the distress about the situation, right? And this has been clear to me in working with lots of people for lots of years, that we have a situation at hand that we have a feeling about, we have a reaction to that is weighing heavy on our heart. But what I think is most burdensome and most harmful to oneself is the way we treat ourselves in the face of that. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're talking about, right? This is what we're talking about today. Um, And... I'd love to share with you another thing I thought about um, anticipating our talk today that has to do with like what you were talking about in social media and the influences of, you know, the younger generation and even really any generation now because everybody's on, on, you know, so many of us are on it um, and on it multiple times a day. and, 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 And it's really about, you know, where's the locus of control over how we feel about ourselves? Is it in or is it out? And I'd love to share a story with you that's just one of the hallmark stories in my life when this was really poignant. My niece was 13. She's now a grown one woman. She was 13. And she was in a school play. And she lived on the other coast. And I called her and I said, honey, how was your play? And she said, oh, it was so great. I I had such a good time. I was so pleased with my performance. That's so fabulous. I'm so happy for you. Tell me more. And she's telling me about it. I asked if I could speak to my sister, her mother, her mother. And I said to my sister, I said, oh my God, when I was 13, God forbid, should you be pleased with your performance? Because you would be, you know, the kids would, you was, kids were mean and it was all about who do you think you are? Are you stuck up? And all yeah. of this, right? All of the voices that say, don't, don't shine your light so bright. Don't, you know, don't be all that. Who do you think you are? And my sister said something that, Chris, I just thought, oh, my God, I, I want to share this with everyone. And, of course, I shared it with all my friends that were parents and my clients. My sister said, you know, Mars, from the time my kids were little, I really consciously refrained from saying, I'm proud of you. Instead, I would always say, you must be so proud of yourself. Oh, that's wonderful. Isn't that great? So that the, yeah. so you get internalized the idea of a child. And by the way, this is the other piece. Not just for achievement. Not you know. Sure, you can say, God, honey, you you studied so hard. You must be so proud that you made it happen. And look, you know the you know this is the consequence. You must be so proud. But it's also about not even not having our sense of self dependent on on what we're doing and achieving that in fact you could be tucking your kid into bed and saying oh you, you know, i'm just so glad you're here you must be so proud of who you are yeah i'm just so glad you're here mm. can we just stop there and ask everyone to just think about that for a moment and just really reflect on that like how could you be ultra proud of yourself today right now is there something that you've done recently that you feel so proud of yourself about that just really fills your heart up? I think that's a great reflection to do. And that's so beautiful, Marcy. And I don't think there's any age limit on being able to shift that kind of consciousness and being able to say that to yourself. And 
let's face it, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about doing any kind of random acts of kindness too, whether it's to yourself or somebody else, it is something that you feel deeply, deeply proud of inside. So I love that. And I just encourage you listening to just do that and, and think about feeling, you know, what, what do you feel really proud of yourself doing and, and be that kind of parent, be that kind of mother that says that to yourself, like it's okay to feel proud. I love that. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that story. That just yeah. warms my heart. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? It's I know. Beautiful. It, was, it was one of those moments. It was like the, the mega, the megaphone going, Oh, I need to share this with everybody. It was beautiful. And, um, and and I, I wrote a Huffington Post article about it as well and, and, and sort of weave that in. It's it's a beautiful story. And also, as you're encouraging the listeners to tune into to, to yourself, you know, tuning into what you're proud of and also, again, just acknowledging yourself for just who you are. It might not even be it might not be a broad stroke of something that you've done um, business wise or your children, you know, these are the things, you know, of course you're, pr you're proud of and acknowledging that's important, but it's also just putting our hand on our heart and just saying, God, I'm, you know, I'm proud of the fact that I have a kind heart. Mm. You know, I'm proud of that fact that I've been through a lot and I'm still here and I'm, you know, resilient and I'm strong and I'm, tr I'm doing the best I can and I'm making the most of it and I'm trying. And when I fall, when I, when I, I stray and when I detour, I bring myself back or I do the best I can to keep learning and growing. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of me, you know? Um, so it's, it's very important. And, you know, sometimes kids are brought up in the most wonderfully loving homes, but they end up with a lot of self-criticism and judgment because there was so much focus on achievement. So there was a mm applause and a ton of, you know, all that. <laughs> but then in this, in the, what happens that to that person, they become addicted to it being conditional, right? Mm -hmm. And and guess what? If you interviewed those parents and you said, well, do you still love your child and proud of them if they didn't win the soccer game? Most of them are going to say, of course. But in the child's mind, in the child's heart, when there's so many, so much loud applause just for doing and achieving, then they fill in the blanks. Well, what if that doesn't happen? And they start, you know, we start creating our own fantasy life about what, what, what about when it's quiet and nothing's happening? Yeah, because it's, it's good. You're getting, you're getting rewarded when good things happen, but nothing's happening or you're getting chastised. You feel like you're chastised when not, when bad things are happening. So you're terming it that way. You're like, yeah, I can totally see that. And that's why, and that's why I would say moving into another another tool toward focusing on our, our, our loving kindness toward ourselves is that tuning in process. Like when you're tucking your child into bed and you're like, I'm just so happy you're here, honey, you know, that kind of um, unconditional regard. Um, this is why one of the tools of creating, creating and sustaining loving kindness on a daily basis is of course, love and action, self care. It's, you know, Everything from, you know, feeding our body nutritious food. You know, we think, oh, I want the junk food as a, you know, I deserve this. And, you know, but at the end of the day, there's delicious food that nourishes us. That's being kind to our bodies. You know, that's taking great care and exercising and, and um, you know, and, I, and, and saying to ourselves, I pledge, I care about me and I pledge to take good care of me. And, of course, 
you know, slowing down and being still in meditation practice, these rich rituals help us have that pride in ourselves for nothing except just for the fact that we are. Yeah, and I always find that when I'm feeling off or I'm feeling low, I always look to my body. You know, I look to how I'm treating my body. You know, what am I, what am I, how am I nourishing my body? You know, what can I shift in the energy of my body? Because that's just so important for the energy of our minds and the health of our minds is we're so connected that way. They're, they cannot be separate. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I, I had a recent experience. I'm not I'm going to share the short version, but I was on a silent meditation retreat over the over the New Year's. And in one of the meditations where, again, there's stillness and, you know, I put my hand on my heart. This is what I do with clients sometimes and just say out loud, connect. And you're breathing and you're in your body. And of course, your mind's still going, but you keep bringing yourself back to the breath. But what happened for me personally is I started tuning in to something that I was carrying in my own personal life for a long time that was weighing very heavy on my heart and had been weighing heavy on my heart. And it, it, it was only in the point of stillness that it came very clear to me. And I was, oh my gosh, I was doused with so much compassion for myself and I had not really experienced, you know, oftentimes we can talk about gratitude. We can even say, I love you, I'm grateful, and we can talk about compassion, but when you really go into the energy field of that feeling, it's so powerful, mm. you know? And, and it, so I wanna also say that our, our rich, these practices of stillness for ourselves help us return to kindness because it helps us tune in and really listen like we would again, back to what we talked about initially, really listen, really hear, and really, you know, love no matter what and have great acknowledgement and compassion and, and, and again, gratitude for who we are and what we've been through. Um, so that's really, I think, really super important because in our day we're moving, you know, all of us, we're moving quickly. There's so many balls we're juggling where we get distracted and the mind, can, that critical mind can take over, can start driving, driving the bus, you know? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, takes us five minutes to stop and go back inside <sighs> you know where it's like oh and you just it, it, it you know the rewards come back very very quickly um so I wanted to share that too love and action self-care mm, that's great Marcy now you said you had found a poem on kindness um do you want to go ahead and read that because we're getting close to the end of our time and then I'll have you um let everyone know how they can find out more about you on on your website of course, of course. Um, yes. And, and, and in the intro to the, the, the kindness poem, um, I just also want to say, obviously, that that when, when you talk about the, uh, the random acts of kindness, there's, you know, there's a feedback loop. And when we're consciously living in loving kindness um, toward ourselves, it predisposes us to want to be kinder to others. Mm. Right. So yes, there's it does. the times like these that we're living in. There's no better times that these random and intentional acts of kindness are more important than ever. And, um, they feed others. And what Maya Angelou, oh, she said that beautiful, that, 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 you know, giving liberates the soul of the giver too. So oh, absolutely. Yes. So this poem is really about how our own experience and our, our, our creates connection to ourselves and therefore connection to others. And, um, it's so beautiful. It's, um, it was, it was uh, Martha Beck at the Women's Conference read it out loud years ago. It's by Naomi 
Shahab Nye, and it's called Kindness. And here, here it goes. It's just beautiful. Kindness. Before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things. Feel the future dissolve in a moment, like salt in a weakened broth. What you held in your hand, what you counted and carefully saved, all this must go so you know how desolate the landscape can be between the regions of kindness. How you ride and ride, thinking the bus will never stop. The passengers eating, eating um, and chicken and... Uh, and chickens will stare out the window forever. Oh, no, 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 sorry. That, uh, the passengers eating um, maize and chicken will stare out the window forever. Before you learn the tender gravity of kindness, you must travel where the Indian in a white poncho lies dead by the side of the road. You must see how this could be you, how he too was someone who journeyed through the night with plans and the simple breath that kept him alive. Before you know kindness at the deepest, as the deepest thing inside, you must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. You must wake up with sorrow. You must speak it till your voice catches the thread of all sorrows and you see the size of the cloth. Then it is only kindness that makes sense anymore. Only kindness that ties your shoes and sends you out into the day to mail letters and purchase bread. Only kindness that raises its head from the crowd of the world to say, it is I who you have been looking for and then goes with you everywhere like a shadow or a friend. Mm, beautiful. Now how yep. can we find more about you kind woman, Marcy Cole? Oh, oh, thank you for having me. This was beautiful to be together today. Um, Chris and everyone on listening. Um, well, the best way to find me is, um, is dot is my website. So I have Dr. Marcy Cole, D-R-M-A-R-C-Y-C-O-L-E.com. Um, there's also a Facebook page as well. And then the women in community is first Tuesday, LA.com. And the nonprofit um, is cmama.org, C-M-O-M-A.org. Ah, thank you so much, Marcy. You're always so wonderful. And thank you. You've given us such a rich selection of practices and ways to think about how to become more kind to ourselves thank you so much thank you everybody much love to all thank you so much for for being together today and i'd love to, to oh sorry i said it's a wonderful way to start the day yay and i'd like to close by saying why don't you make this your random act of kindness and think about sharing this podcast with a friend um this potential series will have the impact and inspiration for many people to just feel better about themselves, feel better about um, all the random acts of kindness that they can do in their lives. And kindness really does matter. Thank you so much for listening and come back again. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with Christine Carlson. Christine invites you to join her in a series of guided meditations coming soon to christinecarlson.com. As a thank you for joining us today, the first meditation is yours free. Just visit christinecarlson.com forward slash kindness to download it now.